0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now entering the Second Threat Comics Podcast, starring Mark Clare and Renzo Martinez. Uh, fans of this show may remember an episode we did fairly early on, I think in the first couple months, where we looked at how... Nick Fury, the character of Nick Fury, went from being an old white guy in the Marvel comics to a middle-aged bald black man. And that's an episode we did. We'll link to that in today's show notes. Uh, But now we're going to take a look at the other side of that equation. Whatever happened to good old white Nick Fury or David Hasselhoff Nick Fury, as some refer to him, including... My guest, my guest, my partner, my co-host, my partner in comic book crime. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: You got to take me out to the barnyard shed or whatever it is, the, the shed out back to go take care of me old yeller style like they took care of Nick Fury. I am the host of
0: this podcast. You're just a frequent guest that I have on every
1: episode. You're just a variant of a lesser Mark Claire.
0: Well, that's a great way to promote the fact that we just finished up Loki recaps. (laughs) <laughs> with a ton a ton of variant hosts uh i think we had like four different maybe even five different hosts that rotated throughout the throughout the loki show all the spc variant hosts you can hear all those recap episodes by joining the so- second print comics patreon at com slash second print pod but remzo i i don't think i can i can spend too much time promoting things today because i'm just chomping at the bit to get into this story aren't you you know, you and I actually have a lot of overlap in terms of
1: stories that we really like. And I think like 99% of the time we're on the same page. When you said this was one of your favorite stories recently. Oh, I never said that. I well, you said it was one mis- of your top yeah. ones. Well, you said it's no, what no. got you back in the comics. And it's like, this is what's getting no, you back?
0: No, no, no. Well, where am I going to skew, been, Mark? Where am I going some, to some, skew? Some, there may have been Words some hair lost here. There may have been some hairs crossed here. I, I believe what I said, and maybe I maybe I spun things in a way that c- confused you. I think all I said was this is one of the first stories I read when I when I first got back into comics. That's not oh. the same thing as being one of my favorite stories. Let's oh, be very, this very, very clear about this. This is when you jumped back in. This is when I jumped back in. It was. This around... is what pulled you? <laughs> no, this is not what pulled me. This is just a, a consequence of being pulled back in, getting the Marvel Unlimited app, and seeing what had just come out. So this is a story that I think I just completed uh, about the time that I really started getting heavily back into comics. Um, and, and Marvel Unlimited, That the, the existence of that app was a huge part of me getting back into comics. And it you know it was so much fun to go back and dive into a bunch of old comics that I read back in the day, uh, have access to all this Silver Age stuff. I mean, I just went... I just went wild on marvel unlimited but then i said you know what's what's going on in the present day what's you know what what are the big events happening and just recently this event called what the hell is it called again? <laughs> the thing, man. The thing. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this is this is such a favorite story of mine that I already forgot what that what the hell it's called. Uh, no, this event is called Original Sin, there and it you came go. out in 2014. And I think I had not read comics between about 2004 2005 until 2013, and then I went crazy. I, I got into Invincible. I got into Walking Dead. I went back and read all the Savage Dragon that I missed over the years. And now and, you do a comic book podcast. Uh, and now I do a comic book podcasts exactly. So this is how things can spiral if you're not careful everybody uh I, I suspect a similar fate for my stepson as we discussed last week i took him to buy his first comics uh the other week and uh he's 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 all in like he's he's obsessed with comics now it's already all he talks about remember
1: parents get your kids addicted to comic books so they'll never have money for drugs
0: yes or girlfriends or anything like that That's anything like that. that uh yeah but no it, it's it's Part of me is excited for him to be getting into comics. The other part of me realizes I may have doomed him to a life of being beyond obsessed and spending all his money on this. So we'll see which way it goes
1: well before we get started just a minor house note folks we went ahead and teased it a moment ago please patreon.com slash second print pod that's patreon.com slash second print pod for as little as five dollars a month you get weekly remso rants tales from the bucket punk- pile i was about to say bucket pile uh, that's a shout out to our canadian listeners all three of them uh the bucket we, pile. yeah we've got uh recaps going back to wandavision uh, falcon and the winter soldier recently loki and caleb franz and i will be coming back in a couple weeks Weeks to do Marvel's What If on Disney Plus. So if you're just cl- you know just clampering at the bits for more SBC content, fear no more. We've got you covered every week. And if you just need a little bit more in that life, you just I mean you just need to. I, I'm I'm so excited. I'm slurring my words and everything. Listen, we're about to go Dang ahead and turn. send out. Well, that I just got off work. I'm thinking of 20 million different things, but 20 million different things narrowed down to this. I'm going down to my local comic book shop this weekend to pick up a whole slew of graphic novels for our uh epic crossover level patrons these are patrons that go ahead and get all the content I listed earlier but they get a hand-picked hardcover graphic novel shipped to them every three months so if you want to go ahead support the show get more content and also grow your graphic novel library in the process please patreon.com slash second print pod
0: all right well with that being said I think it's time to dive into, uh, as Remzo noted, one of my favorite stories of all time. Now, that that was that was definitely a miscommunication, uh, but I don't want to spoil anything yet. So why don't we dive in? The event is called Original Sin. It is written by Jason Aaron, whose uh, Thor run was excellent. That was also one of the first stories that I read around this time, uh, which is why I said, oh, Jason Aaron's writing it. Okay, I'll check it out. And then we also have uh, the art by Mike Diodato. And I'm not really that familiar with him. Are you? He's there. He's there. Okay. He's one of those artists that
1: Marvel really wanted to pump up as one of their young guns in 2014, and then everyone saw his stuff, and they're like, "That's all right, but that's all it is. It's it's all right."
0: All right. And this story, like I said, is going to address the fate of White Nick Fury, in a sense. Um, although, based on what I've seen for some recent Marvel comics. Um, there's been some addendums to this story. Let's just put it that way, as as these things happen in comics. But
1: they take your feelings and they just run with it and ruin everything.
0: (laughs) They do. Uh, We start off with the Watcher, and we're just getting a little intro to the Watcher here. He's on the moon. He is the Watcher, as he states uh, very clearly and very openly. Uh, I'll just give a a little bit of uh, a summary of of who he is. For untold eons, he has watched us from on high. Such is his, I guess it's not not the Watcher narrating, obviously. Such is his sacred duty to bear witness to be a living record of the Earth's revolution. He has seen all the beauty and horror that a world like ours has to offer. He has seen more births and deaths than he can count, more war than any other living thing. He has seen the colossal events that shook the planet that echo through history still and the quietest of moments that change us without us even noticing. He has seen our greatest secrets, our struggles, our successes, our sins. Our sins, Rims, remember that phrase. He has seen all there is or ever was. And yet, with the coming of each new day, the Watcher is still full of wonder. Still full of wonder over what he might see next. Well, what's he going to see next? Uh, He's just looking out over his Watcher hut, basically, thinking to himself. And uh, as he does so, we see a big, huge lightning or energy strike or explosion in the Watcher's lair. And we cut. To a diner where we're having a little, a little superhero meeting. We have uh, Widow and Black Widow and Steve Rogers and Wolverine are sitting at a diner with good old David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury, the original white Nick Fury, uh, they're just kind of. Shooting the shit, telling a little story, sharing an old war story about Bucky butchering a cow in World War II uh, that, they, that they got to eat, that, uh, that Fury and, and Steve got to eat. And it was the, the best damn cow they ever eat. Did you get hungry while reading this story, Remzo? I've got the Cheez-Its out right now. Oh, man, I want Cheez-Its. That sounds great. Sucks Not to as good you. as the greatest steak ever, ever made. But um, we, they get a call, a phone call from who? From Thor. I guess as a cell phone um, Thor uh, says that everyone, he says like, everyone's got to go to the moon. I'm sorry. Who do you think his provider would be? I feel like mm. Thor's an AT&T guy. I feel like he's a T-no- T-Mobile kind of guy. Because the T and the Thor.
1: Yeah. Right. kind of makes
0: sense. A good tie in there. Hmm. I dig it. Um, <laughs> but uh, whoever his provider is. Uh, It was uh, this this phone call was enough to convince uh, Nick Fury and company to just head right off to the moon without a second thought. And uh, they do so, of course, Nick Fury says, I'm driving. So they take Nick Fury's little space car. What do you think of Nick Fury's space car that he's always driving around in space?
1: I I wish we had seen this more in like. The MCU, because we've seen it a couple times. We saw it a lot in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's dorky. But at the same time, it's like the Fast and Furious franchise is going to the moon. So give us more space car.
0: Indeed. We could use a lot more space car in the in the TV shows for sure. Uh, maybe in Secret Invasion. Maybe now that he's up there in S.W.O.R.D. and he's, he's doing a little more space stuff, maybe we will get the space car. They seem to be doing a lot of fan service, especially, you know, with especially in Loki. I mean, Loki was just full of it.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's only a matter of time until we see, like, the full-on S.H.I.E.L.D. space car. Restore the space car, please.
0: Uh, But they are all gathered at the moon, and they find that the Watcher has been murdered. They find the Watcher's dead body. Of course, the Watcher, Uatu, big, giant, creepy, bald guy that watches everything. He's just basically the ultimate creeper, uh, as we discussed in our our What If episode way back when. Uh, His eyes, not only is he murdered, but like I said, his eyes are completely punched out he has no eyes so it's it's just a nasty scene altogether uh what did you think when you did you read this but i did not think i asked you in the beginning did you read this when it first came out
1: yeah i did i collected it month to month and what what i do appreciate about the series and you see this in the artwork you see this in the way that they began the story it's very much like a old school 1920s mystery noir type story but with this, I mean, what what I like is that they don't lean off the fact that it's like when somebody dies in the Marvel Universe, you might as well make it look like a real death. If you had ever, ever told me that they were going to kill the Watcher and that his eyes would be gouged out or whatever the hell they end up doing to him, I'd be like, Marvel's not going to do that. He's in too many kids shows. He's in all the cartoons. They want to go ahead and do this. You're not going to take the giant like overgrown mutant alien Gerber baby and gouge out his eyes. But they, they went ahead and did that so I was pretty much hooked from there
0: yeah I mean I think that's what pulled me in initially just to the the concept of the story just the idea that they killed the watcher that there was this sort of murder mystery angle to it and that concept kind of drew me into want to see the rest of the story and once I've sort of committed to a story once I've committed to see it out I kind of got to see it out and this one this one really went wild because the the story we're going to look at today is eight issues but this one had like spinoffs upon spinoffs upon spinoffs I think every single Marvel comic had like an original sin. I wasn't able to do
1: it. I I collected like original sin Iron Man and then when they shot out like 20 others I was like you know what it's time to move on with my
0: life. Yeah, and the concept is, is somewhat intriguing. We'll get to actually how the whole sin thing you know plays out, but you know, like I said, conceptually, there's things that interest me about this story. The execution, well, that's what we'll discuss a little bit more as, as we go along, um, but uh, yeah, they're basically just discussing what's going on, how did the Watcher die, what's happening, we got to figure this out, and, and next thing we know, we are seeing that there has been a team, there are multiple teams actually being put together. Um, one team we see is it consists of, let's see, it's I believe Black Panther, um, we have an, we also see basically there's like various characters being contacted by this mystery person who's putting this team together. Uh, we see Ant Man uh, is is teaming up with Emma Frost. Uh, we also see on a separate mission. First of all, they're torturing a guy when we first run into them in Los Angeles. But we have Doctor Strange and the Punisher teaming up, and then we have another team that consists of Moon Knight, Winter Soldier, and Gamora. What did you just think of these these three little these three little teams that they put together? Black Panther, Ant Man, Emma Frost. Dr. Strange and Punisher, Moon Knight, Winter Soldier, and Gamora.
1: They really wanted to let you know they've got some movies and Netflix shows coming out.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, and don't get me wrong, I
1: like the matchings. I like the fact that we get to see a lot of characters that usually don't get a lot of time in these big event crossover books, get some attention. But like this came out in, like, what, 2013, 2014? It felt so forced, in a way, it almost took me out of the story. Because I'm like, they only want to set these guys up because they've got big stuff coming down from Hollywood within a couple of months. So I can't really tell if they were used because they actually make sense for the story or if it's because I need to get excited to go out and see their stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess this was right before uh, we would get like the Ant-Man movie, the black Panther movie, uh, doctor strange movie. Yeah. So there, and then I think also Punisher was coming out on Netflix around probably not, not too long after this as well. So, could be a marketing, a marketing thing here, too. I think Marvel just Absolutely likes marketing. to... Absolutely
1: marketing. This is at <laughs> the height of them, like, commodifying the commodities.
0: All new, all different, all now. Yeah, this is where everything has has started to become just a commodity and and less about an actual story more about how can we create this marketing vehicle for everything else we're doing and oh yeah I guess we have comics so I guess we'll try to use those but we continue Captain America he seems to have a lead of some kind don't really know what exactly what that is he's of course talking to the fantastic four at all this is really uh, Marvel is really trying to make this into a, a, a mega event feel where basically every single character you know that that has mattered ever and many who don't matter are get involved in this story in one way or another uh but we come upon thing uh, who is battling the mindless one in new york city uh along with spider-man as well Remzo, what can you tell me about the mindless one well for one he is mindless and that's about it that's all we got huh that's all we got i don't know i hardly know anything about this character i know than- after this you never see him again and
1: i'm really wondering when you saw him before this i wonder if they kind of put him in there and they're like yeah you know this guy and everyone's like do we do we know this guy
0: i don't know now you're making me think i gotta do uh gotta do instant research here strange tales number 127 was the first appearance of the mindless one they are fictional monsters they're not so not really the mindless one they're the mindless ones
1: oh so it's like it's like andy the super robot
0: yeah, and they are extra-dimensional creatures summoned via magic to do the biddings of others. So there you go.
1: Oh, so literally a faceless alien henchman. Exactly.
0: Yes. Okay. They're a faceless henchmen that can be summoned summoned by magic users to do whatever because they're mindless. That's why they're called the mindless ones. They should have just brought in the Shatari while we're at it. Yeah, uh, but in, in this case, the mindless one actually seems to not be mindless as the thing um, so so notes because he's speaking. Apparently, he's speaking telepathically, and he's saying things like, "Why he make I know was better not knowing." And that's when the thing says, "Oh, he doesn't seem so mindless to me." And he's like, "Something's Spidey's saying something's wrong. They're not supposed to be telepathic. They're not even supposed to be able to think or anything." He's like, "Well, whatever. We'll figure that out later." Meanwhile, we got to battle this this mindless one. So,
1: speaking of which. I just found out that crows are self-aware. As in they are aware, aware of themselves? I just rephrased the word. They can identify themselves and differentiate themselves from the rest of existence, much like humans.
0: Interesting and frightening
1: it'll it'll bother you for the rest of the night
0: i don't know if that bothers me more or less than the existence of the mindless ones but regardless uh it seems the mindless one this mindless one anyway has uh has somewhat of a mind because he's thinking and he's he's thinking telepathically communicating with spider-man and things so uh they're kind of freaked out about the whole thing but then of course we see captain america and nick fury show up in the good old uh space car oh by the way uh, the mindless one also had something. He had the ultimate nullifier. Now, the ultimate nullifier uh, is this, this super powerful weapon. And part of what the watcher does, um, we've we learned this. In, there was actually a, um, a original sin number zero that I read too, but we we know this through Marvel uh, canon and such. He he lives on the moon and he watches what goes on specifically on Earth. Uh, but he also has an armory of like he basically collects a bunch of weapons and and things that were, you know, collected over the years that were used in various historic events, kind of like a little museum. Uh, But one of those weapons is the ultimate nullifier, which was originally used to defeat Galactus uh, when the Fantastic Four first encountered him. So I was a little frightened, personally, to see a mindless one just just waving around an ultimate nullifier. Yeah, I feel like
1: they would have done that like way, way sooner. Like, why is it when they go ahead and create these giant... Like, you know, giant machines to go ahead and take down like cosmic entities like Galactus. They never used it again. Like, wouldn't have this thing been awesome during like Infinity Gauntlet? or
0: something else they didn't even really use it in against galactus i think in that if i recall correctly in that original story uh they like they try to get it and they can't get it but reed richards like basically just like figures out the the design of it and builds a new one and threatens galactus with it and then he freaks out but the one that reed made isn't actually a functioning ultimate nullifier it was just made to look like the ultimate nullifier but that was enough to scare galactus off Spoiler alert for for Fantastic Four, I think, I don't know, 60 to 62 or something like that, whenever that first Galactus story was. Uh, but yeah, this, this mindless one, he takes that ultimate nullifier... And he points it at himself and nullifies himself. He commits suicide. So whatever was going on with this mindless one, he clearly was not mindless. He had a mind, uh, a mind that was so driven to pain and torture that he actually killed himself with the ultimate nullifier. So
1: So what does what's the character from Rick and Morty? Mr. Mises. Existence is
0: pain. (laughs) Yeah, they're basically yeah. these are basically Mises. This is exactly what they are. And, uh, yeah, so this is a pretty, uh, this is a pretty violent story actually between that, the bloody eye murder of the watcher and the mindless one killing himself. There's, there's been a lot of violence in this story so far. Quentin Tarantino,
1: you know, what Marvel film you need to go ahead and direct.
0: Hey, if JJ Abrams son can write a Marvel comic, Quentin Tarantino can definitely direct a Marvel, an MCU movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't know if that's the best analogy. I would
1: love to see him I'd do moon
0: Knight. too bad. That's not going to happen. Nah, he's got to do the Punisher. Come on. Really? Gotta do the punisher. You think that one? I would take anything to be honest. I mean, it would it would be unique and absurd no matter what. Or maybe blade. I could see him do blade. That would be cool. No, Ghost Rider. I would love to see Quentin Tarantino's ghost rider. When I think of Quentin Tarantino, I think of heads being chopped off and blood spraying from those severed heads, and that just seems so perfect for like a blade. But I guess Moon Knight would work too. Yeah, that that makes that makes more sense. Restore the Tarantino verse, everybody. Meanwhile, we see these, these these couple teams have broken up and they're all kind of on different missions um, doing whatever. Uh, Ant-Man, T'Challa, and Emma, they're headed towards the center of the earth. Why? Because comics, Dr. Strange and Punisher are teleporting to some other dimension and the other team is heading uh, to the moon, it seems. And and meanwhile, there are a bunch of mindless ones that are are seemingly being held, uh, held prisoner somewhere in this warehouse. We see some kind of shadowy figures can't exactly tell who they are. And then we see a close up and we see that someone is holding one of the eyes of the Watcher. And that wraps up our first issue. Um, Just as far as this first issue, based on what they've laid out here, uh, you know, we you already mentioned you were kind of intrigued by the death of the watcher. But were you sucked into this story at all? You know, at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely intriguing. It's one of those situations where I have to put aside my gripes, which really are are just that—they're gripes. Because when you look at the story itself, it's definitely interesting, and I remember being somewhat excited um, to see all these. Characters that we don't often see in the comics But because they were going to be put in TV shows and films We get to see him come out and play and stuff like that So I do remember that bit of nostalgia Coming in um, I, I do remember the artist He was the same guy who did the Dark Avengers series Which I also really liked I feel like he, he's got really high, he's got real high marks in terms of his stuff, but he's also got really low marks. That's why I've always had kind of a mixed opinion of him, because when he did Dark Avengers, it was really awesome. Then he came here, and we'll, we'll kind of see this later, but it, it, kind, it kind of wanes on me a little bit. So, uh, first issue... I dug it. I thought it was it was catchy. It was mysterious. It's definitely one of those good genre stories that I think um, uh, if a good writer is able to capture, it, he could definitely do well. I'm just I'm I'm just still kind of nitpicking about the characters he kind of chose to throw into this plot. Like what's Ant-Man like what's like, come on. Like what's Ant-Man going to do to to find this? Yeah. Like like a
0: great candidate to go to the center of the earth.
1: I I think Ant-Man is like one of the most overrated B list heroes ever. And I don't understand this need to want to make him popular. This is Scott Lang too. Scott Lang. Like I get it for a lot of people. He's like their, their guy. But what about my dude? What about Eric O'Grady? Oh yeah. They killed him. Why? Because they need to make Scott Lang Ant-Man again. Why? Because Scott Lang had a movie coming out. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm bitter about all the wrong things, Mark.
0: I don't even know Eric O'Grady. Eric O'Grady. Ant-Man.
1: Oh man, now I know we got to do for there? an episode. There were an three Eric O'Grady episode. We got. Oh my gosh, this was written by. um Oh shit, who's this? Was written by Robert Kirkman, the irredeemable Ant Man. Really? I am oh. gonna change your world. that sounds great already. It's amazing.
0: I'm a huge Kirkman fan, so I'm, yeah. I'm down.
1: Bring back Eric O'Grady. Give me. Should okay. we just switch yeah. out
0: the episode right now and <laughs> fuck it? We'll pause, do it live pause, now. Read now it.
1: let's let's stick with the uh, with with the second Ant Man figure out why he's going to the center of the Earth and all that. Uh, I look
0: forward to the Eric O'Grady Ant Man episode, but until then, we're going to issue two of Original Sin, and uh, we are somewhere deep within the Earth with our our center of the Earth team, which of course, again, is Black Panther, Ant-Man, and Scott Lang. No, Black Panther, Emma Frost, and Scott Lang, Ant-Man. And uh, they're hanging out with some Moloids, the Mole Men, who are the, they basically do the bidding of the Mole Man, who was the very first villain in the very first issue of the Fantastic Four, way back in the day, and uh, they figure out that the the Moloids, uh, they don't don't know much, because they're Moloids, but they do know that another body appears in this place like every few months and they're always these giant weird crazy dinosaur bodies and they're just appearing here in the center of the earth so that's a li- another another layer to this mystery that's unfolding and how it ha- what it has to do with the Watcher that we do not know. Uh, moving on, we have we go to Cap, Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider Man who are battling another mindless one. Uh, the mindless one like jumps out of this building, ends up in Nick Fury's car, uh, and then Nick Fury jet packs out of his space car and blows it up along with the mindless one. I, I gotta say, I really did enjoy um, how Nick Fury dealt with this. Just by only David
1: Hasselhoff, Nick Fury could. do do such a David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury move.
0: This was definitely David Hasselhoff. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe I am correct. This is all. This takes place after Bloodlines. This place t- takes place once this new black Nick Fury, who is the son of this Nick Fury, has replaced him as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Nick Fury is just kind of hanging out, doing other stuff.
1: Yes. So if you want to go back and harm yourself... Go back and listen to the (laughs) Bloodlines episode. No,
0: the 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 episode listening to should not harm you. That should bring you joy. Uh, The only harm was inflicted upon ourselves by us by you actually making us read that. It hurt us more
1: than it hurt you
0: for sure but listening to it should be a charm i will link to that in the show notes for today which of course you can find all of our show notes for all our episodes over at secondprintcomics.com just go over there uh you can uh, you know easily sort things by podcast episodes we have a whole bunch of other you know other posts and stuff that remzo is uh, has been pumping out so there's a lot of, a lot of content over there at secondprintcomics.com uh but moving along let's see um yeah so nick fury kills this uh kills this guy kills this uh this mindless one he did um Meanwhile, the Avengers, uh, uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, they're doing some science stuff and they confirmed that it was indeed the uh, the actual ultimate nullifier last seen on the moon with the Watcher. So now they are now, of course, tying this back in to whatever happened with the Watcher. Perhaps whoever killed him, maybe raided the stash of weird space weapons. So that's happening. Um, We also have Dr. Strange and the Punisher. They are just, I just wrote in my notes, Dr. Strange and Punisher antics. They're just kind of, you know, they're being kind of um aggressively, <laughs> aggressive buddy buddies here. It's like a kind of a buddy cop situation here where uh, they're kind of, you know, basically each threatening each other that, you know, uh, the Punisher could basically take out Dr. Strange anytime with his, you know, variety of guns. And, you know, Dr. Strange could always teleport, you know, you know, teleport Punisher to some weird dimension. And, but they're still doing this thing because Punisher, I've come to bargain <laughs> Punisher, <laughs> I've come to bargain uh, but they stop quipping because they are here for some mission that they were contacted by this mysterious benefactor who, whose identity we still do not know and they are investigating the these monsters that are appearing in this dimension, in this weird dimension place and they find that the monsters was killed with, uh, it seems like some kind of gamma radiated bullet um, so that's happening uh, and That's then, a thing now yeah, so that's a thing. So there were, in both these situations, uh, in the center of the Earth as well as in this other weird dimensional place, there are monsters showing up who were killed in various ways. And Punisher basically says there's only a few people, only a few people who can make a shot like this. So, of course, that's going to hopefully, you know, narrow, da- narrow down our list of sus- uh, suspects. Uh, we then see these mysterious figures uh, plus the- these mindless ones. Um, and... Um, yeah, basically, okay. One of them turns out to be when I think it's Exterminatrix, something like that. Yeah, Exterminatrix. Yeah. Um, and a big old battle ensues because the Avengers have basically tracked down the Mindless One to this this little warehouse these guys are in. So it's the Exterminatrix and somebody with a hood whose identity we do not know yet. He's the one that's holding the Eye of the Watcher, and the Avengers show up and they're doing Avenger stuff. A big battle ensues uh, as uh, let's see. Yeah, a big old battle ensues basically here. We just get a few pages of kind of, you know, standard superhero battle stuff. Nothing I really think I need to uh, go into in, in great depth here, but um, they get their asses kicked pretty handily. There's like a million superheroes at, at this point, by the way. There's like, it's not just like your regular Avengers, your Hulk, your, your Spider-Man, your Captain America. You also got the Fantastic Four. You got Thing. You got Black Widow. You got I'm Nick surprised. There. I'm
1: surprised they brought in the Fantastic Four for this.
0: I don't even think they had a book on the stands. Actually, I think only only thing is here. Actually, at this point, um, I think this is just around when they canceled Fantastic Four for like five years or so, um, right? right before this is right before Secret Wars, I believe, which kind of did the the whole reset of the Fantastic Four, sent them off into into interdimensional space, and then they because were they
1: again. had to because they had to justify the fact that they didn't want to share film merchandise with Fox. Gotcha. Yes,
0: precisely. Um, so, yeah, that's what's happening behind the scenes. And then we see this hooded figure that they're surrounding, and he makes this reveal. He pulls off his hood to reveal. That he is this creature with a giant eye <laughs> for a head, called the Orb, and uh, they even give us a caption for the Orb. Uh, if I were uh, instead of asking Remzo, I can just ask uh, Marvel Comics. Marvel, what can you tell me about the Orb? Well, they tell me this. They tell me the Orb is a Z-list <laughs> supervillain with an eyeball for a head, and he is also the man who just changed the world. What did you think about the appearance of the Orb?
1: I I know he's Z-list, but he's always been one of my favorites. I remember uh, moving from Texas to Virginia as a kid. The Ghost Rider movie of Nicolas Cage had just come out. And my dad went ahead and got me... um I think it was Ghost Rider Chronicles. It was a giant, th- no, Ghost Rider Essentials. Uh, so it was a giant, thick graphic novel of all the original Ghost Rider comics. And he was in there. And the Orb was a stunt man who hated Johnny Blaze, went with this whole gimmick, and eventually later, through comic book magic and shit like that, he actually became like a walking, talking eyeball. He's stupid. He makes no sense. Everyone makes fun of him. But the Orb has a special place in my heart
0: all right well you must have got chills down your spine at this point in the story with, with the overpearing i was not familiar with this character at all but i did think he looked pretty cool i'm not gonna lie i'm a sucker for big giant eyeballs you know yeah uh, moving on to issue three and and now the lineup has really because you know marvel comics this is uh after they had started doing the whole like every issue you get a page of just a lineup of all the characters in the story and it has really expanded since the first one so we get i'm not going to name them all but you know they lay out every character that's appeared captain america spider-man wolverine etc we have nova luke cage magic uh and then we have this little this little like hickman-esque uh, where the hell was chart. the falcon how is the falcon in here like i look at this and i'm like i've been he paying here, attention where he are was in all the these one panel, the one panel of all the avengers showing up uh in the last issue
1: i mean i don't remember Iceman storm i don't remember kitty pride i i mean luke cage he's the only black guy on the team you thought you'd give him at least half a page at one point and then they threw in magic in there why not colossus None of this. You know. th- this is what bothers me. What also bothers me about the series is by now, by issue three, you have at least four other spin-off series for Spider-Man, for Iron Man, for a few others. But then they started doing the point one issues. So you've got like wh- issue one point one, issue two point two, issue three point three and et cetera, et cetera. Not cool. And all Not they cool. give you is bullshit. So really, they, they throw this in there because they're trying to loop you in. Oh, you're missing stuff. But really, if somebody who eventually read those later... You're not.
0: Yeah. That is the, that's the thing. There's a lot of intrigue set up and questionable whether we got a lot of payoff to that, to that intrigue. Um, But we go into issue three here. The orb is describing a dream that he had a dream of the watcher of being on the moon of plotting to rob the watcher along with, we do get now a reveal of one of the guys behind something. At least he's the guy that is behind the actions of exterminatrix and the org. Uh, It is Dr. Midas Remzo. What can you tell me about Dr. Midas? I literally know shit about Dr. Midas. I know one thing about Dr. Midas. He turns people to gold by touching them. I, I, I always wonder this. Is that Iron Man's Mark 1 suit? It kind of it does look a lot like it. I don't think there's any correlation, but it, it does look very similar.
1: Somebody was being lady in the artist's office. I'm sorry. Somebody was being lazy in the artist's office.
0: Yeah, it seemed they really were focusing on like they describe the orb Z list um, Z list villains in this thing. Uh, But there's a reason for that. So we'll get to it later. I don't want to spoil anything here for anybody who hasn't followed this tale in the past. Uh, We go back to New York where the orb is unleashing the power of the watcher's eye. So he's holding this eye and it's sending out this blast through all the heroes and something weird starts to happen. Like people seem to be having, revelations of some kind. They seem to be whatever uh, power unleashed and the orb is saying, even saying this is going to be fun to watch and like, they're all kind of saying different things like like um, Luke Cage is saying what the hell does that mean? Why would, and the Hulk is, is saying, you know, well, wait, wait, what just happened? Was I the only one who saw that? No, the Hulk is saying Hulk smash Stark. So, so Hulk wants to go after Tony Stark. Um, Thor has a revelation. He says by the spires of Asgard I have a sister. So they're all getting information that the watcher had and somehow w- how orb unleashes this they're they're getting this, some of the secrets that the watcher was was keeping because the secrets i guess it gets stored in the watcher's eye so interesting concept um you know what did you what did you think about that just this this idea of of people having these these quote-unquote sins revealed to them by by the orb unleashing the watcher's eye
1: i i actually liked that as a concept i wish they like my issue with the with this story not not to go on too much of a tangent as i have already so far but like I liked the premise. My whole issue is the execution. Because after this, this one page is what's going to inspire all the other spinoffs. So you're reading this main series, hoping that you're going to see some delivery on that in the main like original sin storyline. And I can't honestly tell you that you are. That's why you have to go out and buy like a dozen other books. And some of these for the, for their own, you know, what, what I will give them credit for is like some of the stuff is lasting in terms of its impacts. You saw this for Spider-Man. Uh, spoiler alert. This is what introduces you to the character of Silk. Um, you get a new layer of the Hulk, which is going to lead into Civil War 2, which will lead into a mortal Hulk. Like some of these characters, it's actually going to matter. But that's the other thing. It's like if you're going to set up the stakes being this high, freaking deliver.
0: At least deliver in the book I'm paying four twenty-five a month on. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the sin thing is really just like you said. It's it's purely this marketing thing to put this intriguing idea out about all these different sins that different characters have committed against each other. But you don't explore those in this book, except for I guess one of them really uh, ultimately. But you don't explore those in this book. It's all just sending you to like forty different spinoffs for every different character. And I mean, if you have Marvel Unlimited and you when you when you want to put yourself through that, you could read all these these spinoffs, but. Uh, it's questionable if that's even worth it. Do any of that, you said they do have, um, like some long lasting effects. What was? do you remember what the actual, I think you said you read the, the Iron Man and Hulk one. So what was the, uh, what was the sin there? Can you reveal that sin to us? Uh,
1: the sin was that Tony Stark knew that the atomic bomb, the gamma bomb that they were experimenting on with Thunderbolt Ross wasn't good enough to do. Um, I'm sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't safe enough to even test, but Stark wanted to basically secure the contract of Ross. So he put it out there anyway. And after Bruce thought that he made some adjustments to it, uh, Tony went in and put everything back to how it was because he didn't want Bruce taking credit later. This is very then. Now this is a pre Iron Man, Tony Stark, too. This is before um, he went to um, Afghanistan because this is after the the Iron Man retcon. Originally, he went to Vietnam. So this is before he went to Afghanistan and got the
0: shrapnel in his heart. All right. So this tie, this really does tie right into the the uh, you know the Hulk origin, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, Tony Stark is directly responsible because if he hadn't like pushed this unsafe testing through and then gone around and done all that, I mean. Bruce Banner would have never become the Hulk.
0: So yeah, the point being here, none of these sins really matter. Um, the ones that might matter more, you, you even see some civilians that are having revelations here. You see uh, one woman, she goes with the babysitter. So you know, I think the regular folks are going to have some some tougher nights at home than some of these superheroes are, are with their sins. But uh, meanwhile, Nick Fury points a gun at the orb, tells him to put down the eye, and uh, but the aura, the orb is saying, no, look, I I also want to know, I, I want to know who really murdered the Watcher too, because it definitely wasn't me. So there's. No, the, the, the mystery continues. Listen, man, I'm just a giant eyeball holding another eyeball, trying to look into the eyeballs of everyone. <laughs> if you did not kill someone, you might not want to be holding one of the eyes that someone violently ripped out of their heads. That's all I'm saying. But you this, know. this
1: whole scene reminded me of Brick from Anchorman. It's like. I, I killed a man of a trident. Brick you should probably lay low. You're wanted for murder. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be
0: flailing that eyeball around then. <laughs> yeah. You should probably find a safe house. So yeah, uh, yeah. Orb also wants to know what's going on. We then continue to uh, see what's been going on with some of these investigations continuing in the underworld, uh, as well as this weird dimension with Dr. Strange and the Punisher. And uh, B- Dr. Strange basically says, all right, tell me every single name. Cause like I said, Punisher saying like only 10 people, only 10 people. <laughs> like, he's, like he got it down to a very specific number. Only 10 people could have made this one shot from this place to this against this one creature with this gamma bullet. He's like, all right, Give me give me the list of your ten people. Um, so you know Doctor Strange is getting a little uh, deeper on this investigation as well. Uh, we also see Moon Knight, Gamora, and Winter Soldier doing their own thing. Uh, meanwhile, we do see that this we get a little shot of this benefactor. We kind of see him from behind. We don't still don't exactly know who he is specifically, but he does seem to be an older, a little bit of an older man. We see some really gray hair, and we see that he also has one of these gamma bullets, the same gamma bullets that were found in this weird mention where dr strange and the punisher are are also investigating things um supposedly at the behest of this weird benefactor so so it's a lot of a lot of intrigue a lot of tie-ins going on uh, meanwhile we see the hulk and the the and wolverine are interrogating the orb basically just uh threatening him with with violence as as you really notice when you're older that marvel superheroes tend to do a lot Like there's a lot of torture and violence being conducted by Marvel superheroes. Now it appears in this case,
1: they did so much of that. George W. Bush was an honorary Avenger,
0: (laughs) sir. We've made you an Avenger for your heroics in the torture space. Get me that black widow lady.
1: Why, sir? Because.
0: Yeah, so they're interrogating him. They're, they're telling him, you know, uh, tell me how you killed the Watcher or whatever. And, and the orb is saying, like, bring me Nick Fury and I'll tell you everything. And it's like, OK, whatever. And um, this basically leads a Mick, Nick Fury to search for Dr. Midas. Uh, and in the meantime, these secrets have just thrown so much shit into chaos. Uh, people are mad at each other, like you said. Uh, Hulk is mad at Tony Stark, but he's going to put that aside for now while he you know does the stuff in this in this main book. And everybody's basically just mad at each other for various reasons that you can explore in, in, in various other spinoffs, if you so choose to. Um, meanwhile, Captain America, he and he is also, Captain America is being the most secretive. He's not talking about um, what he saw from the little secret bomb here. And, uh, you know, F- Fury. And, and meanwhile, Nick Fury is also wondering to himself, he's wondering, like, why didn't I see anything here? Um, meanwhile... We see that uh, the, the space team of Gamora, Bucky, and uh, Moon Knight have landed on this planet.
1: Why is it you could get Gamora, but you can't get Star Lord or Drax? You know, heroes that actually make sense being out in space. Yeah, I don't know why Bucky needs to go into space. Or, or like Moon Knight. No, don't get me wrong, like I'm not like, like I like both of these guys. But when I'm picking a space team, I mean at least Black Panther has been to space. The Thing has been to space. What? What? This is this is weird.
0: I love that every character in Marvel Comics is is adept at at traveling through space. They can all pilot spaceships. They can all put on a helmet and just fly around in space. And it's like they require no training. If you're a hero, you just you know how to do space stuff. That's how Jeff Bezos did it. There you go. Um, and they, they basically find out that they're trying to investigate, you know, something and they, they figure out that, oh, the body is this planet. It's like a it's like a living planet. And I said, Oh, like ego? Well they actually say that too. They say, Oh yeah, a living planet, just like ego. So we get a big long shot of this murdered planet so they're just they're standing on this dead planet so that's what's going on there um let's see they're also trying to figure out oh yeah uh, while they're on this planet here um at at one point like bucky disappears like uh moon knight and gamora are just chatting bucky has disappeared and then you hear this you see this beep 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 and their spaceship blows up so it appears that perhaps bucky has blown up the ship and stranded moon knight and gamora on this planet
1: oh i think we also need to mention that in in the panel that Absolutely raised my expectations and then quickly broke my heart when they're when they give like this little flashback of who killed the planet. Do you recognize who that guy is with the giant gamma gatling
0: gun? Wait, they sh- where do they actually show that? Uh, between oh, oh no, I see, yeah, I see, I see, it, yeah. Right? Do, you, do you know who that is? I do not. I mean, I know who it's. No, what am I missing?
1: That is Rom Space Knight.
0: Oh, wow, yeah, okay.
1: And what's fucked up is that Marvel has been teasing Rom throughout the Young Cable series, this and a few other books, even Secret uh, Wars in one of the covers. But what's fucked up is that Marvel doesn't even own the rights to him. he's belong. He uh, he has belonged to IDW as part of the Hasbro license for the past five years. So they keep trying to bring Rom in in certain situations, but they either completely ignore him or they make it sound like it's anybody but him. But I'm a big Rom Space Knight fan. So when I saw this for the first time, I was like, oh, my God,
0: Marvel got Rom back and then they fuck it up. So, yeah. So it's not. Okay, but in in this story and what what's revealed later, it's not yes. actually wrong. Yes, but it's not to, they're, actually they're wrong. They're kind of
1: teasing us. They they basically. were they're trying to make you think. Oh my God, does Marvel have Rom back? Is this what this is all about? That and that's what they tried to do. Like, that's what they tried to do. So.
0: Well, spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> it's not Rom, Rom Space Knight fans. We, we then see uh, that Bucky um, is, we see that Nick Fury is holding the eye. He's, he's checking out the eye. He's wondering who has the other eye because this is only the one eye that they got from Orb. You see people, watchers have two eyes. Yes, just like many other creatures, watchers have two eyes. So there's another eye missing out there. And then we see Bucky appears through a portal, And immediately shoots Nick Fury in the head. And then, if that wasn't enough, he beheads Nick Fury. And that's how we end our issue with Bucky standing over Nick Fury, holding the eye, holding Nick Fury's head and saying, no more secrets. What did you think about what happened here with Bucky? And were you at all concerned that Nick Fury had actually passed away? Yeah, that was fucking metal. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know what else to say it's awesome the thing is we've seen every time I see Nick Fury uh, die spoiler alert this is what happens I always know oh this is a in every f- f-
1: story we've done for this show that has Nick Fury he dies somehow but he never really dies.
0: Well, yeah, it's because he's always he, there's always an LMD, you know, there's always there's always a life model decoy uh, living somewhere behind who you think at the time is definitely the real Nick Fury, and then it kind of never actually is the real Nick.
1: Fury. I mean, go go so. back to Second Brick Comics episode two when we did Brian Michael Bendis Secret War. At the end of it, Wolverine like claws the fuck out of Nick
0: Fury, and then it's like, oh, he's a robot. All right, moving along to issue number four, The Punisher and Doctor Strange having a little conversation. They are contemplating. The deception taking place they think there's some deception going on here and uh, again they're kind of uh, they're kind of arguing with each other you, get, you see Punisher is pointing a gun at Nick at uh, Dr. Doctor Strange Dr. Doctor Strange says you know what pisses me off is being lied to like he realizes that whoever sent us on this mission uh, is actually probably knows more than than they know and he thinks that they are being manipulated here as of course of course they are uh, we then go to Bucky who's on the old blue area of the moon which was the washers home and he has he now has this eye like strapped to his utility belt and he's still carrying the head of uh nick
1: fury i'm screenshotting this This is actually gonna become my new wallpaper on my phone
0: bucky holding <laughs> Nick fury's head yes <laughs> uh <laughs> we then go back to see the progress of the um center of the earth crew of black panther ant-man and emma frost and uh basically they figure out that what's the deal they figured out why didn't
1: the they give is. emma frost the eye like she's the, she's like one of the most powerful psychics and telepaths in the world, and you're telling me that she couldn't have looked into the eye if the freaking orb could make it work. I think she could.
0: You would think so. You would think so.
1: I'll, I'll go ahead and complain about something real fast. The fact sure. that the fact that they never brought January Jones back as Emma Frost in the X Men films absolutely broke my heart. Big fan. Big, Big fan. fan. Big
0: fan of Emma Frost and January Jones. Especially when they're one in the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so basically uh, at the end of the day here, all of these teams end up converging on Avengers Tower uh, along with Bucky and the dead Nick Fury, uh, who, who basically all show up at the same time. And uh, Punisher and Strange show up there, and they, Punisher just blows Hulk like out of the side of the building because uh, Strange and Punisher want to then have their way with the orb and interrogate the orb. And uh, basically, they f- he they figure out that they're working for the someone called the unseen. He says, "You haven't seen the orb." Says, "You haven't seen the unseen." I have. I saw him in the eye. I saw his sins when I saw when he. I didn't. Know, I didn't know one man could kill so many things. So we're learning there's something called the unseen, and that's who is really behind a lot of what's going on here. Uh, Panthers, uh, Black Panthers crew. They've gone from the center of the earth straight to flying into freaking space. So what a what a hell of a, a contraption they have here that can burrow into the earth and find the Moloids and also bring them off into space. Uh, They get on this satellite and they also uh, find uh, Dr. Strange and Punisher there. They have, of course, uh, you know, done a Dr. Strange portal up to this same satellite. And they're there with the orb as well as, oh, yeah, Bucky is also here, too. Uh, So they've all converged on this same uh, satellite. And Bucky has a great line here when they're all kind of arguing about, you know, who's on whose side and what have you. He says to Punisher, I'm not afraid of a man who can't protect his own children.
1: Ooh. Ooh. That is a serious burn.
0: And I am shocked that Frank Castle did not just cap Bucky right in the skull right there. Immediately. But maybe he's got a point. Uh, Then another ship docks and it is Gamora along with, um, let's see, she's she's now got Rocket Raccoon with, with her. Oh, finally, somebody that makes sense. (laughs) So I guess we can assume that uh, when Gamora and and Moon Knight got stranded on this planet, uh, she used her, you know, her, her T-Mobile or whatever to, to call, to call Moon Knight, uh, to call uh, rocket raccoon who of course probably had a spaceship and you know, here they are. So now they're all converging uh, on this ship. They're trying to, they're going after Bucky cause they're pissed that, uh, Bucky, uh, you know, blew, blew up their ship and stranded them there. He, but he says, Gamora, I'm not your enemy. Believe it or not. I was just trying to protect you. Did he just you know, knock uh, her out with Nick Fury's yes. head? Yes. He took her out with, by slapping her in the face with Nick Fury's head. That's a, that's a Tarantino move. Exactly, man. Tarantino should direct original sin. The movie <laughs> actually could be pretty badass. By this, part. this makes more really
1: sense badass. the more I read it. Yeah, there you go.
0: Um, let's see. And of course, uh, we then learn um, um, in this scene that uh, Nick Fury's head is an LMD. Uh, it's not really uh, the real Nick Fury, as I, I suspected uh, all along. And then we we then we then see um, who appears but is someone that is appears to be Nick Fury, but a much older version of Nick Fury surrounded by a bunch of Nick Fury, LMD's life model decoys. So it appears perhaps that this is the real Nick Fury, one that has actually aged more than we've ever thought Nick Fury had aged before. what did you think of this reveal at the end?
1: I want to say, I kind of saw it coming when I read it the first time. And looking back, I, I feel like they were definitely leading you in this direction. Um, I will say, though, that everything that comes after this, I hate. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. It doesn't get better from here, friends. All right, moving into issue five. Uh, this is where I ha- we have story time with Nick Fury, is what I call it. And uh, basically, old ass Nick Fury is telling this story. And it's a story we've apparently never heard from, her- from oh, before. I,
1: I've just got to say, like at this point yeah. in Marvel's history, this is when you see every character's worst costume. You have not ultimate, but kind of ultimate. We got to make it make sense for the movies, Captain America. We've got Wolverine without his healing factor. So he's literally walking around in like, you know, a giant leather human condom. And then you've got <laughs> iron man who apparently red was too edgy. So they're like, you know what? Make it black. And then you've got spider man who. Yeah. Well, spider man went back to being regular spider man. So I'll give spider man a pass.
0: So it's like the lamest
1: version of everybody basically. Yeah. I mean, they have, they, how many, how many layers of clothes do they have? Emma Frost in. She's not a character. Too, too you put, many. You, she's that. not
0: a character. You put clothes on. Uh, moving on to issue five, like I said, story time with Nick Fury, and he is in 1958 in Kansas. This is old S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Nick Fury, and uh, yeah, he's battling some weird aliens, and uh, suddenly some guy saves him. He's like the only one living here, and some, some guy shows up and saves Nick Fury, this guy in this weird armor and then yeah so they, basically this guy comes in uh he's kind of like ROM space knight but he's clearly some kind of human in this weird battle armor he, he zaps away all these aliens but in the melee he gets zapped down and it's, it appears he is dying he gets like spiked through the the through his stomach by something so uh this you know super superhero space guy that saves Nick Fury from these aliens uh he he is dying yeah uh, he yeah he said that's what he says he says I th- always thought it would be the Skrulls who got me not these bunch of nobodies um um, and uh, yeah, this guy's dying. And then somebody comes along here, comes through this portal. And who is it? It's Howard Stark. So the Starks are just involved in freaking everything here. He says, holy Toledo, did you see that? That bomb is going to make me a mint. Come on, Woody, let's get. And then Fury pulls out a gun. He's like, "Well, that's close enough. And Howard's saying, well, well, easy here. Calm down. Chill out. And Howard Stark explains to Nick Fury that this is not the first alien invasion. That's for sure. And he says, this guy has a name. This guy's name was Woodrow. Woodrow McCord what a name but it's a very 1958 name Uh, this guy's name is Woodrow McCord and apparently Stark and a bunch of other like industrialist guys you know who who were sort of I don't know secret elites that were kind of doing their own thing
1: oh yeah I remember this now you want to know what okay so what's funny is Hulk's sin isn't even Hulk's sin it's Iron Man's sin against Hulk but you want to know what Iron Man's real sin is what is it this it's Howard's sin Okay, I'm gonna leave this here and I'm not gonna explain it. Tony Stark is not Howard's son's uh, is not Howard Stark's son. Tony Howard Stark is not Tony Stark's dad. And that's the sin that we learn in the Iron Man? That that's what that's what you learn. Oh. Well, that's kind of lame.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, oh that's right. Because that it's in, the, it's in the Invincible, I think it's the Invincible Iron Man series where we find out that Tony's parents were these other like super spies or something. They right? were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents.
1: Well, one yeah. was a, his mom was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. His dad was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was a uh, who was like a undercover agent for Hydra and that uh, Howard and Marie Stark adopted him. Yeah, that's dumb. That's
0: the same. That's the same series that we this is why i have trouble fucking brian
1: michael bendis as much as i love him he'll go and do something like that and it's like you unforgivable son of a bitch
0: and then if you weren't upset enough he'll give you Ironheart heart at the same time uh. <laughs> so yeah it's hard to trust this guy you know, but he but he also gave us uh, Secret War. I mean, what literally that in our, our second issue, our second episode. Oh, it's been a while. Our second episode, uh, we covered Secret War. Brian Michael Bendis' Secret War, one of the best stories I've ever read. So
1: Brian Michael Bendis giveth, and Brian Michael Bendis taketh away.
0: That's the thing. You just can't trust him. But yeah, basically at the end... So the rich people are fighting
1: aliens. Yes,
0: that's exactly the summary. All the rich people of Earth have gotten together and they're secretly fighting all these freaking alien invasions. And uh, they basically had chosen this guy, this Woodrow McCord guy, and they set him up to protect the Earth. They set him up with all this technology, interdimensional portals, and this guy has basically just been going around fighting aliens for who knows how freaking long, I guess like 10, 20 years before Nick Fury stumbled upon him here. And then we see that Nick Stark... Nick Stark? Howard Stark wants to hand this mantle over to Nick Fury uh, then we find out that Nick Fury goes off and starts killing aliens and not just some aliens lots of aliens like in some cases he seems to be killing entire alien races like he's doing some serious shit we also see him out there killing underground beasts netherworld monsters on the weekends The this is all while he has his full time job as Nick Fury like agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. eventually the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, meanwhile just I guess on the weekends we're supposed to think he's out there they're battling all these monsters now we also know that talk he has talk about
1: a side hustle
0: that's some serious freaking side hustle man like you're working your, your Monday to Friday 9 to 5 Friday night comes you tell your wife you gotta go out for a pack of smokes and you're battling alien races and netherworld creatures I mean it just never ends for this guy and I gotta think he's had some help along the way from the good old life model decoys uh, but yeah he's just been killing people He is ba- basically he is the man on the wall that is who Nick Fury is he is guarding the wall that the, the proverbial wall of, of the earth and he has basically been we're learning that he has this secret history of in addition to all the stuff he's done as Nick Fury over the years he's also been this secret cosmic guardian of the earth protecting them from from just about everything um and yeah that that's basically what this whole issue is about just laying out this origin of um you know he was of this Nick Fury who is the unseen basically but of course the Watcher knew about him because we see the what we see a scene where the Watcher is just you know watching him because that's what he does Watcher knows everything that's going on kind of voyeuristic now that you really think about it it's super creepy. The watcher's super creepy, and we only see, you know, the comic book superhero stuff that he's watching. But what else is this guy watching? You really think he's not, you know, peeking in on Margot Robbie at night? I mean, I mean, I, look, I don't know. I don't want to accuse be doing the guy that. of everything. He just lost his eyes. I don't know, but you got to think he's been been doing some creeping around. At that point,
1: if, if he's if he's spying on Margot Robbie in the shower, he's probably like as, he's, as his eyes are getting gouged out. Totally worth it.
0: Yeah, there, there was a cool scene actually that where you see that Nick Fury is about to kill Spider Man. He's about to snipe Spider Man, and then he's like, "Eh, you know what? I got a good feeling about this guy. I think he's gonna turn into something special." So he doesn't he doesn't kill Spider Man. Oh,
1: so, this is such a heartwarming moment. Yeah,
0: that's really nice. So yeah, and basically yeah, the, the Watcher knows all about this shit. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Nick Fury is basically like, uh, "Yeah, do you guys do you guys have any any questions here or, or what?" And, and you know, different characters have have a uh, different reactions. Actions, you know, Scott Lang's like, wait, so why are you so old? And and Doctor Strange is like, you know, this, this can't be true. This isn't this isn't you. Uh, Punisher just like seems fine to me. Like I'm I'm fine with killing a bunch of things. It's all good. Uh, but the orb is saying like, look, he's still not telling the truth. He's not telling you the truth about, and you don't see what. And then you see the orb start freaking out. He starts going nuts. Starts screaming and yelling. And then you see Black Panther, and he goes, to, he turns the Fury, and he says, "What happened to the Watcher? Stop fucking with us, Nick." And when Nick Fury just says he died and now, now I suppose it's my turn. So not only do we find out through this story that Nick Fury has been the secret guardian of Earth, protecting him against alien species and uh, demons and netherworld creatures, um, but he's also been actually getting older this whole time, this version of Nick Fury. And I guess this means that all the Nick Furies, literally all the Nick Furies that we've seen are over the last decades have been life model decoys because they're we've never seen nick fury this old so this has been the real nick fury off doing space shit while all the other nick furies we've seen i guess have been like life model decoys hardcore quite the revelation what do you think
1: (laughs) i i hate that i'm sorry i hate everything about that you cannot take 60 years of this shit and tell me that none of it really mattered I'm I'm not a fan of that. Like it it seems cool in like a flash in the pan sense, but then when you realize that you know the stakes were never really as high as the leader was meant to kind of catch on with for all these stories big and small, I can't I cannot forgive that. No. That's a sin right there.
0: That's the sin. It does feel like a little bit of a sin against continuity cuz I I guess I guess I mean we've already always seen that Nick Fury is you know often really being a life model decoy or what have you, and that's always that's been fine with me in the context of specific stories. Like because then you think he's kind of intelligent. Like you always think, oh yeah, he just he just he just swapped himself out at this last moment because he knew this is the part where someone's going to get mad at him and kill him. So now he's a life model decoy. But but now this is basically telling us that all of Nick Fury we've ever seen has always been life model decoys for all intents and purposes. You can't Rick Sands sanchez
1: your way out of this i'm sorry you just can't
0: this is definitely some rick sanchez stuff right here a lot of rick and morty references lately maybe because of the new season maybe they're their secret sponsor of us that would be great but they're not but watch no, rick and morty it's great needs to Although i gotta say the latest season it's okay but it's not it's not like the rick and morty of old
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge it later i saw the first episode and i was like ah, i can wait
0: yeah there's there's some good and some bad but you know like se- seasons one through three are just pure gold i would say even the first half of season four and then it gets a little more hit and miss to me but anyway That's not what this issue is about. This is issue. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. God damn it. Nick Sherry. This episode in which I'm going to be discussing now issue number six of original sin. Moving on. We have the, we see the exterminatrix and Midas. They're escaping on a ship with a bunch of these mindless ones. Uh, Dr. Midas looks a lot like a thing here. The thing here. Don't you think like somebody got,
1: somebody got super, super like lazy with coming up with new character designs. I'm just going to say it.
0: Yeah, it's a bit odd. I mean, they literally look like they just started drawing the thing here and then drew this electric stuff over him and then called him Dr. Midas. little weird, a little weird to me. Uh, but yeah, he. we learned that Dr. Midas, he's going to go to space and he's going to go find an eye. And he has some big ass ship that emerges from the ocean to do that. I mean, all these guys have has these amazing ships that can go in the ocean, uh, go into the, the center of the earth, fly into space. Awesome technology these guys have. Their credit scores must be awesome. <laughs> Moving along, uh, we see Nick Fury doing some more talking. And yeah, basically we we learned that, uh, like I was saying, old Nick Fury is the real Nick Fury. For once, they really are talking to the real Nick Fury all of the rest of them have been these LMDs, these life model decoys. And there's a whole bunch of them. He has like little names for for different ones, too. Like one of them is Andrew. I think Andrew is the one that was actually in the diner that, that, that got killed by Bucky. Like he has these, these little My God, tent, like, names. Do, do these guys have sentience? I, it's it kind of. That's what's weird. It kind of seems like it. But the whole purpose of them Or is it
1: like a goldfish thing where it's like there's nothing really going on in there. But once you name them, you feel
0: attached to it. Maybe. That's Are these it. like his and, goldfish? And who funds the LMDs? Now, like, I wonder, like, is S.H.I.E.L.D. being tricked by these LMDs? Or is S.H.I.E.L.D. funding the LMDs because they know that he uses the LMDs?
1: Are you asking whether or not Nick Fury is misusing taxpayer money?
0: <laughs> I think we already know the answer to that, to that either way. That's sure. Probably the biggest of Well, yeah, I don't know. Is it a waste if he's, if he's saving us from interdimensional creatures? I don't know.
1: Remember that time he was a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't. I feel
0: too bad for Nick Fury. Yeah. So Nick Fury goes on uh, to tell a little story about him and the Watcher, and we see Nick Fury is like he's like struggling. He's he's beat up probably from some mission of uh, you know killing aliens or what have you. And the Watcher just appears uh, in front of him, and he's like, you know, what are you what are you going to do? I'm not going to die like this. And he's just kind of like yelling at the Watcher. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, you're just going to keep. You're just going to keep doing what you do which is still oh yeah nothing right you're just going to do nothing cool well I got a whole world word to protect no matter the cost so we just get we get an inkling that Nick Fury and the Watcher they this is an issue they have discussed well not discussed before because the Watcher doesn't really talk very often but um, now Fury knows the Watcher knows what he's doing and probably doesn't like the fact that he just sits there watching when he is very he is a powerful creature and he probably does have the power to intervene in in some way shape or form but he chooses not to so Fury kind of has a bit of a a contempt Relationship with the watcher. Uh, Fury also reveals that he is dying. The infinity formula in his system that has been keeping me young all those years is gone and it's used up and he's aging rapidly now. So it's it's possible that it's more recent that we saw these LMDs fully replace Fury because it sounds like it's only like very lately that the Infinity Formula that was keeping him alive for so long was actually wearing off. So maybe you can believe it was him for a lot of the time, but I still have a hard time believing that he (laughs) I mean, look, I'm a side hustler too, you're a side hustler too, but that's a hell of a side hustle, man. I don't know where he got the energy for all that shit. Running shield five days a week. I can't go commit like galactic genocide just for the hell of it on a Saturday. Yeah. And is he getting paid? Is he getting paid for this? Like Howard Stark's gone now. Like who's is someone still funding this operation? They they must
1: have written it into a trust. It's like for as long as we can go ahead and keep 10 percent of our capital gains into this investment (laughs) fund for him, we'll be able to make sure that little Nicholas here can go ahead and spend the rest of his life killing alien dictators and completely wiping other species off the map for Earth.
0: Fury is is talking to this whole crew he's saying like none of you is here by chance I chose all of you uh, for a reason well except for the raccoon (laughs) and he's like you know some of you are friends some of you I only know by reputation some of of you owe me debts from a long ago and some of you don't owe any damn thing to anyone some of you are without a doubt the smartest most capable people on the face of the earth and I wanted each of you to see what I've been doing all these years yes I wanted you to follow my trail but not so you could stop me so you could replace me when I die one of you must take my place what a fucking goddamn roundabout way to get these fuckers together to ask them if they to reveal this thing you've been doing for all these decades literally like 60 years here i don't know maybe an email maybe an invite to a cocktail party he (laughs) is such a
1: terrible friend he's the worst he's the one that's like i treat you all like shit because i love you
0: your love is painful. Yeah, he, he is uh, he is the absolute worst. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back at the Avengers Tower, we have Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, and Wolverine, and they're checking out. Uh, they're they're saying, "Okay, this is not Fury. It's a life model decoy. Way way to catch up uh, to the rest of us." And uh, they figure out that some shit is going down. They also go to to track down Nick Fury and meet up with everybody else. And uh, then we see that uh, a little conflict ensues here because these guys are. Believe it or not, not that thrilled with the situation. Not that thrilled that they've been brought here, that Nick Fury is presenting this whole thing to them, and that they're they're being asked to uh, to take to take this mantle on. But meanwhile, they still have a mystery to solve, and Black Panther's not letting it, not letting it go. He's saying, Nick, this time I'm going to ask you politely, who killed the Watcher? And right as this, he says that there's a beep beep goes off, and and uh, Nick Fury says that would be the self destruct on Andrew's body. It means we don't have much time. We'll need to hurry things along here. I'm afraid. Andrew, no. Yeah, so uh, Fury just st- stabs Bucky with this uh, electrifying staff and-, and grabs the eye back. So he's got the eye of the Watcher again. And you know, Strange is saying, like, look, look Fury, you really need to stop and think about what you're doing here. And he's like, uh, believe me, I've been thinking about it for like fucking decades now. Why don't you ever <laughs> send Christmas cards? He's like, I've got a world to protect. That's what I'm going to freaking do. And then the whole crew here b- begins to uh, battle the. He's like, b- Panther's like, look, you have the chance to come along peacefully because they now suspect that he is the one who definitely killed the Watcher. Uh, all, all signs seem to point that way. And uh, so Black Panther starts, they all start attacking the LMDs. So now we get a big battle between this whole crew and all of the LMDs. Uh, meanwhile, Nick Fury is uh, He's still holding Orb. He's holding Orb uh, prisoner, basically. And he wants. Wants to know how it got to the Watcher's secrets so fury has the eye uh but he doesn't know how the orb actually got those secrets out of the watcher and he says like his secrets they these secrets they they got it they ought to die with the watcher um basically here and um you know just says that everyone's coming together who arrives it's this whole actual avengers crew has now showed up um again we got captain america we got thor we got falcon your boy falcon is here spider-man in some weird armor captain marvel wolverine black widow uh iron man this is really a, a quite a quite a interesting group of avengers at this, at this time here when the fuck did captain marvel show up i have no idea
1: where the hell where the hell are these people coming from
0: i guess they're just i think everyone was an avenger at this point in time basically um so yeah then we we see captain america he's like screaming where's nick fury where's the real nick fury the avengers are here wait are they still in space now they're in space yeah now they're back in space how are they breathing outside um i think they're just in the space station and there's air there or something i don't don't, want to know I think I don't we're not wanna supposed know. to think about this one too too much they're on some satellite that nick fury secretly operates this whole thing off of from uh, and then uh but yeah then when we see this blast and i uh, you know captain america's like nick what the hell and we and nick says all my eyes are open he's like all that he says all that matters is at long last all my eyes are open and nick fury is holding both eyes of the watcher and he's all decked out in his super space cop gear with all this weaponry and guns and and he's looking ready to rumble what do you think about this new version of Nick Fury that I guess has been secret Nick Fury, secret space guardian, I guess, for all these years. He stole cables. Look, look at those massive guns and pockets. <laughs> he really is. He really is cable here. even Down to the eye and everything. Uh, so moving on to issue seven, I'm going to bring this thing <sighs> forcibly or forcibly, regretfully, not regretfully. What am I talking about? Gonna bring this thing mercifully to a close here with the last couple episodes. Here uh, we do get a, another flashback to a few days ago when we see Orb and Doctor Midas landing on the moon. Uh, they are headed into the Watcher's lair, and you know they're they're saying you know he's the Watcher, he sees everything. They're also with the Mindless Ones and the Exterminatrix. Uh, so they were heading there to do this. Watcher says, "I see you, Doctor Midas." Who does not look like the thing now? He looks like Tony Stark's original armor. Here he says, "Plan B." kill the bastard and that's when we see this big zap of energy or whatever this explosion that we saw uh, back in this very first issue here then we zap over to it says now on the moon we see the Hulk has been shot away by I guess by a Nick Fury blast we see I think it's Luke Cage is, is flying in space here everyone is battling Nick Fury in space here Nick Fury is just going whole hog on everyone with his weaponry he's carrying these watcher eyes around and I even made a note here like I mentioned earlier like everyone can just fight in space like it's no big deal Uh, no matter what power you have or even if you don't really have powers you're just kind of strong you have no problem just fighting around in space like it's it's just i don't know if they all had space training one day or what but they they just slap on a helmet so now they are in space because now they all have these helmets on so i guess before they didn't have the helmets the end of last issue now nick fury shows up and now they're battling in space and i guess they all got space helmets in the meantime This is so fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah, this is when it's getting just like, like you said, I think in the beginning I was intrigued by the by the mystery and by where it was going. But then I I think once we got into like issue five and we learn about this secret origin of Nick Fury, it just gets it just gets absurd and ridiculous and makes you wonder why this even ever, ever happened in the first place. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Orb is back out. And, uh, orb unleashes, uh, he unleashes the big secret, the big secret. Uh, I don't know what the big secret is, but that's what I wrote in my notes. I'm not, I'm not, not exactly sure what orb did here. Uh, but, uh, we also see that orb, Oh, this is back to that, that flashback too. We go back and I think we see that orb had uh shot the watcher. Yeah. We go back to the, the flashback, uh, from when orb and Dr. Midas had showed up and we see that, that orb does shoot the watcher, uh, in the eye He's saying, he says, you'll never have to see anything again. Uh, So we do see that Orb did shoot Watcher in the eye and did blow his eye out, but we still haven't seen... the the rest of the scene here uh so meanwhile nick fury is uh he's telling stuff to people he knows that thor has a sister but he's he's like there's a there's another secret here and he whispers something in thor's ear and then thor immediately loses his hammer and and his hammer flies to the moon and the whole rest of the time thor cannot pick up his hammer again um it was only years later that we would finally find out what nick fury said to thor do you know what that was Remzo? Uh, Your sister
1: is coming over because Todd McFarlane couldn't afford the license for this character.
0: Oh, that's right. This is when they bring in Angela as his sister. Mm -hmm. Angela, the character who was actually created by Neil Gaiman... Appeared in Spawn, but he was a Neil Gaiman creation because it was when Neil Gaiman came into. He was a
1: Neil. He was a Neil Gaiman creation, but it was all part of McFarlane's side of Spawn. So it was one of the characters that Gaiman was like, "I don't care about character licenses." So McFarlane was like, "Well, I'll take it."
0: <laughs> yeah. So how did she end up in Mar as a Marvel character from from McFarlane?
1: Uh, a lot of a lot of the Image characters in 2014 got liquidated, so. Um, like a bunch of Liefeld's characters, like uh, Prophet and stuff, don't actually belong to him anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't know when uh, Angela was part of that deal, but it was really like some under the covers type shit.
0: Interesting stuff. All right. And there was a little, yeah, there was a Thor storyline where Angela was from the 10th realm and was a separator from her at birth, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what that- Then she became a guardian of the galaxy. And now no one gives a shit. And now no one cares, but yeah, Angela was a cool character back in spawn, but not so much in in the MCU. Uh, But no, what Nick Fury told uh, Thor at this point, he said, Gore was right. Gore, the God bircher who basically said that, you know, gods shouldn't exist. Gods are bad and whatever. So that's what Fury tells Thor that he was, he's not right. And this is what leads Thor to being unworthy Thor, which is what leads to, I almost said Natalie Portman, but it's what leads to Jane Foster becoming female Thor because she is worthy. And, Yeah, it's a whole thing. I I thought the God Butcher storyline that Jason Aaron did was awesome. Some of the stuff after that, somewhat questionable. We yeah. did send that graphic novel out to one of our patrons, so you never know what you're going to get. Indeed, we did. Just another great reason to sign up at the epic crossover level 25, just just a measly 25 bucks a month over patreon.com slash second print pod. But yes, we see uh, Thor's hammer uh, falls down. Uh, let's see. We, we find some other secrets. Like We find out that Wolverine once murdered his own children, so that's interesting. Uh, I'm sure he had a good reason. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. we will see, I'll see Fl- F- Nick Fury. Is just flying away with the Watcher's eyes. Uh, back on the moon, uh, we see that uh, Dr. Midas and the orb are attacking the Hulk. Uh, and the orb is there. He's there because he wants to see the Watcher's last secret. He wants to find out exactly what happened. So even though we saw that flashback, Apparently, he didn't kill the Watcher because, well, we're going to see what happened right now. So we go to a flashback, and we come upon Nick Fury, the unseen Nick Fury. Uh, He comes upon the Watcher, and now the Watcher is not dead here. The Watcher is just hurting. He's in a lot of pain. Uh, He's struggling because he had his his one eye blown out by Orb. So Orb and Dr. Midas, they came. They didn't try to kill the Watcher. They just wanted to shoot his eye out and take his eye and learn some secrets and what have you. Like Rhino hunting. Yeah, kind of like rhino hunting but uh Nick Fury comes upon him and he says oh hell and he sees that the watcher is is really really pissed he's like you know yeah tell me what happened here tell me what you saw and uh, you know, he says, "You you saw it all back then, didn't you? Even this, I bet you, big bald son of a bitch." And uh, we then see, and he says, there, "There's nobody watching." And we see all these watchers surrounding uh, surrounding the this bl- the blue area of the moon as we end this issue. So we still don't quite know what happened at the end there with old Nick Fury and the Watcher. We're saving that, I guess, for the big. Issue eight, anything you want to discuss before we dive into the conclusion here? Gosh, damn it. Watcher. I do say I, I like uh, one note I made. Like, I like the covers, the covers of all of these uh, issues are really good. And th- this cover of issue eight is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but they really show you nothing. It's like for, for issue eight. Where the fuck did Mr. Fantastic come into this? He's on the cover. We haven't yeah, seen him this
0: entire so is time. Iron Fist. Iron Fist is on the cover.
1: Of and this. Daredevil what what do, what what is Daredevil going to do in an environment that has no sound or ability to echo?
0: Yeah, not not a whole lot. We didn't we did see Daredevil in like one scene earlier, I think when they were battling the mindless one. Yeah, but we we never saw Iron Fist. I don't even know what. He's the one character that was not in this at all. But anyway, he's on the cover.
1: He's there because they want to remind you he's getting a Netflix show when this came out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Probably probably is the only reason he's there. Uh, Moving on to issue eight. Finally, the merciful ending here. We see another flashback where the Watcher reveals to Fury that, yes... He does indeed see everything, including the unseen. He says, you are correct. Nick- yeah, that's actually what he says. He says, you're correct, Nicholas F- Fury. I do see all the things, even the unseen. And Watcher just kind of shows him his whole history, like he's, like, he's so he knows all this stuff. And Nick Fury gets really pissed off. Uh, we're also going back and forth between the present and this flashback. So uh, in the present, we see all these Watchers, other People of the of this race of uh, this Yuatus race just kind of surrounding uh, this base on the moon and just well doing what they do they're just watching things you know that's what they do um, and then yeah, Nick Fury just says you son of a bitch and here back in the present time uh, Nick Fury is now uh, battling Doctor Midas uh, Doctor Midas is actually he was <laughs> he's trying to go up to the Watcher's body he's saying there's power in the Watcher's flesh dead flesh as well take him apart so I may drink his blood and consume his knowledge one bite at a time that's metal in life yeah that's pretty metal. All this fool did was watch through his death. All we shall do is conquer. So uh, then Cable Nick Fury shows up and he, he goes after Dr. Midas and uh, you know he's battling them. Oh, he blows off his hand. Yeah. Um, and we then go back to uh, this flashback. Um, and he's, he and he's Nick Fury. is just screaming at the watcher. He's like, everything I did was worth it. Don't fucking judge me. You just sit around watching things. Uh, everything I did, I had to do so long as the earth is still spinning. So he's like, tell me what you saw. Tell me who I have to kill next. And the watcher says, you already know. Uh, again, we're bouncing back and forth between the present, bouncing back to this battle with, uh, Nick Fury battling Dr. Midas and exterminatrix. And, uh, and then, uh, I guess exterminatrix tries to just take off. She actually turns on, uh, uh, dr midas and tries to just leave with dr midas's hand that she had cut off i guess she's like goodbye that's father i always keep you close to my heart yeah that, that's pretty that's some, some tough family relations here um meanwhile nick fury is just pissed off because the watcher sees everything and keeps his secrets in his eyes and he just doesn't like that uh back in the present nick fury is being uh beaten down by the mindless ones um We then see that um, uh, Fury is is still in this flashback yelling at the Watcher and he's saying, uh, You know, he's saying, uh, You know, who was here? Who took your eye? Answer me. What did you see? And he's like, Look, I have seen too much. It's time for someone else to watch. And he's like, What are you doing? Put your hands down. I'm not the enemy here. I'm trying to protect the damn world. You will not stand in the way. Uh, He's like, Damn it, you bad. And and Watcher, like, kind of powers up, like he's going to attack Fury. Uh, And like I said, meanwhile, back in the present, Fury's just getting beaten down, beaten down by these mindless ones. Meanwhile, uh as Orb is, is getting ready to like, you know, use these eyes, the eyes actually come alive and they ta- they attack Orb and they circle around Orb and they're basically like choking choking Orb out. Uh, meanwhile, Old Nick Fury is saying, I can't die, not until I know it was worth it, until I know this isn't the end. And um and then, then they they're coming in, this battle is still happening, the Avengers show up now, they're there battling all the mindless ones, uh intervening and, and actually saving Fury here. Um and, and yeah, and Black Panther's like, Yeah, you're gonna answer, you're gonna answer for your crimes. Yeah. And, And he's like, yeah, we're here. Now just stay down. And he's like, look, you're here because you've seen the truth in what I said. For that, I'm sorry. I have to pass this burden on to one of you. It's not an easy road. Uh, It wasn't for me. It won't be for one of you. But someone's got to walk this walk, man. Someone's got to do it. And he's like, one last sin. He's like, "Just, just say it, Fury. He's like, there's one last sin I have to confess to. And he's like, yes. Yes, I did it. I killed the Watcher. And we then finally see the end of this flashback. We see Nick Fury shooting the Watcher in the face killing him. He says, I killed him and then God helped me and he pulls out the other eye and uh, we then see Bucky approaching. We're now back in the present. He says, put the eyeball down. This is finished. Fury says, no, Buck. It's not quite not quite over yet. Uh, Minus is still inside and he's growing stronger. I can feel it. Someone's got to stop him. I'm, I'm the only one who can. I got to save the world one last time. And Bucky says, look, Nick, you're going to die if you don't give this up. Let us finish this. We can save the world too. And uh, yeah, basically they just say, you know, look, look, I can do this, Bucky. I got one more left in me just get everybody back before and then we see a big kaboom um, and we see that somehow Dr. Midas has been uh, powered up by I guess he consumed the watcher's flesh here. I don't really know exactly what happened, but, but Dr. Midas has somehow uh, consumed this energy of the watcher and is all pirate piled, uh, all powered up. Uh, meanwhile, orb is like losing his shit. He's being basically attacked by these two eyes and all these watchers are, are standing around watching him. And he's saying like, help me, help me. And they're like, Oh no, we can't interfere. This is our, uh, it's our sacred vow. Uh, all, all we can do is observe. So, so sorry, you're kind of fucked here. Uh, and so, um, meanwhile we finally do see we go back to this flashback once again of old nick fury uh standing over the watcher and uh he says he's saying like it'll all be worth it in the end he's taking the watcher's eye he's like yeah let, let's hope i was right uh, and and midas is approaching him and he's basically like look give me that fucking eye bitch and fury's like fuck you and fury just is shoves his eye into the middle of Dr. Midas and somehow that energy like just takes out Dr. Midas. So that's basically how Nick Fury uh, does this one final act to defeat Dr. Midas. And um, let's see. And and meanwhile, um, yeah, Fury basically just fuck, just totally fucks him up with the eyeball of doom. It takes all his might, all his energy and it does appear that um, that Nick Fury is actually dying for real finally for once nick fury is dying here bucky says damn it nick this it appears to be some watcher chick is also crying and saying you know g- goodbye to you um and yeah basically it seems nick fury is actually dead for real this time and you know captain america is just trying to kind of get the whole gang together try to clean this thing up uh he says fury satellite of lmds it seems to have disappeared the second that he died there's no sign of the orb uh, exterminatrix we see that she has taken off in, in a little epilogue and she's going to be starting uh uh, this new Midas Empire. So I don't know if that's a storyline that, that goes anywhere, but it she doesn't turns not matter. a she turns a snake into gold, so we see that she has the Midas powers that she got from sealing his hand. <laughs> I guess. Um, meanwhile, Orb, uh, Orb still is fine. He's still, he still seems to be alive, but now he has a Watcher's eye in his body, and he, they see him as showing up at this couple's house. And I think this couple was actually from the initial issue. I think this is the one that was like with the babysitter. Uh, and now Orb disappears, and he says, "Oh, I'm not here to stop you. I just want to watch." So that's creepy. I guess Orb is going to be using one of these Watcher eyes to watch things <laughs> from now on. That last line. <laughs> uh, like a year uh, yeah uh thor still can't lift his hammer so we just we just end this with him on the moon just trying to grind, trying to lift his hammer up and he can't do it and, and then we finally see that uh bucky in fact he has become the new unseen he is out there fighting aliens and using all this technology and uh then we get one last last for like six months One last shot we see. He says there will always be someone watching, someone who sees all things, all the beauty and horror, all the secrets and sins, someone whose sacred duty is to record the life of our world, to observe us from afar, to watch, but never interfere, to remain forevermore unseen. He is the unseen. And this is his burden now. This is his curse. And now basically Nick Fury, he didn't actually die. He's basically old man chained up cable nick fury with a hood on and i guess he is now the new watcher and bucky is the new unseen even though they're still calling nick fury the unseen um boy did this one start off strong and then spiral into absolute madness why don't we get right into our ratings you want to you want to take a stab first you want me to
1: Uh, I'll go ahead and jump on it first. I try and stay consistent when it comes to storytelling. Is this good for new readers? Is this good for longtime readers? It's good for neither. Apart from that inconsistent (laughs) storytelling, the need to constantly try and cram in characters who serve no story purpose. Uh, you know, it creates somewhat of a confusing environment where you don't know if you've paid attention enough. What's even worse is that halfway through the series, they create some retcons that Leave a a very bad taste in my mouth In terms of what's going on with Nick Fury And lastly with the Constant spinoffs that came out of this I mean we also learned that Dum Dum Dugan uh, Died like 40 50 years ago. So every time you've seen Dum-Dum Dugan who was Nick Fury's number 2 in any series, he's always just been an LMD, but he didn't know that. So that was another stupid thing. Um you know, this had some long-term positive uh, effects like we get to see the Jane the Jane Foster Thor. He was pretty awesome. But everything else that sets up like this isn't like a couple years of effects. It was like after a year, they were like, we got, we got to move the fuck on from this thing. There were like three other cro- big crossover events. Within the year this came out to Trying to whitewash some of what happened So I'm giving the storytelling everything I'm giving it a two um, I'm gonna give the the artwork a three Not because I think the artwork Is terrible but because I think the Renditions of all these characters Are just bad like I get it Like every era tends to have its own Like you know theme for costumes And stuff like that I didn't like any of these Things so it's not necessarily the artist It's just that none of these characters are very Visually appealing so so uh, I'm
0: I'm giving the full
1: book a five out of
0: ten. Wow. That's uh harsh, but fair, I guess I, I could say tough, but fair. Um, Yeah. To, for me, like it started off interesting. And this is why I say it, it's a story that pulled me in initially because I, I was, you know, I've been a big fantastic four fan my whole life. The watcher has always been an integral part of that series and part of the Marvel universe. And when I saw that the, the plot of the story was centered around the death of the watcher, I found that intriguing. And I found some of the initial sort of laying out of, you know, the the mystery behind it to be interesting as well. But I say once we got about halfway through this series you realize it's really not going anywhere intriguing it's actually just going somewhere really fucking weird and really fucking pointless and I'm not sure what the whole point of this was other than to just write off Nick Fury and get him out of the way entirely so we could have the Sam Jackson version of Nick Fury to replace him Um, but man this just seemed like the weirdest way to possibly go about that to create this whole side back history where he was secretly battling aliens and then and how dumb is it that he, he brings all these people here because the one of them has to replace him. And to do that, he secretly hires them. You're
1: telling me you think that Ant-Man is worth is, (laughs) is worthy of being a replacement for this giant intergalactic assassin job. Apparently he was on the list. Like I get, I get, I get like the Punisher, Black Panther, Dr. Strange, maybe Gamora, definitely winter soldier. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but it's like, this was what, what I hate about this is that this entire series was only done in order to, create more brand reinforcement for the, for the films and the TV show. And I mean, I've been saying a lot, it's like the comics feel like cheap merchandise for the movies and the shows. This is probably the biggest example of
0: that. Indeed. Yeah. So like I said, when the the story seemed like it might intrigue me at first, but it really did spiral into madness and nonsense. And really it's already been reversed because I think just recently in fantastic four, the watcher came back and he's like recruited Nick Fury as his, agent of something or other because no one would suspect Nick Fury because they think he's dead but he's really been the watcher the new watcher this whole time I don't know I haven't read it that's just uh, some some snippets that I've seen but uh basically this is convoluted and a complete mess and doesn't really go anywhere except to lead to a bunch of spinoffs that you really don't have to read at all uh so I, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you on the story I'm gonna give the story a two I don't I don't think it deserves much more than that um the the art I'll be a little more no I think I'll be about the same on the art. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it slightly above average, because I did, thought I thought it was decent art throughout. The, the the
1: artist is not bad. It's the stuff he was given to work with.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I'm not going to hold it too much against Mike Diodato. I will I will agree with you on the score. I'll give him a three. Um, I'll give him a three, and I think we have the same score here. A five out of ten. That brings us to an SBC total of ten out of twenty, which I would say would not be something you have to read. Not even something you should read. It actually feels a little high, but It's not as bad as Bloodlines. I'll say that. Bloodlines was just intentionally shitty.
1: Yeah. This felt like they had, this felt like a Disney decision. Disney was like, we need you to come up with a a way to go ahead and remind all the people who read the comics and are unsure about the shows
0: that the shows are coming out. This is at the height of the Netflix Marvel era. And also kill the Watcher while you're at it. And then also make a weird history of Nick Fury, because why not?
1: Yeah, let's send the Winter Soldier to space. He's popular now. The kids like him now. Let's send
0: him to space. So yeah, what happened to that? Did that go anywhere? For like six months, and then he came back. He just said, I'm not doing that anymore? Yeah.
1: yeah. I was still mm-hmm. mad because around this time, that's when like there's a scene where Wolverine's like, oh, is Bucky alive? It's because he had, quote, died as Captain America when he was Captain America during Fear Itself. But then he went on to be like an undercover agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. So he, he wasn't around any of his hero friends. So this is the first time he came back publicly in the Marvel
0: Universe. So everyone realized, oh, my God, Bucky's alive. Gotcha. It was poorly done. Alright, well I think that is going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Second Print Comics where you can find us each and every Wednesday here. You can also find us each and every Sunday on the North-South Connection feed where you get tons of uh, pro wrestling, pop culture stuff. If you're into that, check out the North-South Connection feed where you can find us as well. And of course, as we've mentioned, if you want to support this show, if you want to help us grow the Second Print Comics empire, please do check out our Patreon for as little as $5 a month. Uh, You can help support this show and we really are putting that money to good use. We've done some marketing campaigns. A lot of our fans have been a result of those marketing campaigns and we have some other stuff brewing as well of course and we pay for all of our expenses uh, for our website for our, our podcast hosting. It's all covered by you guys and uh, the more that it's covered the more we can expand and grow this thing. The more we can get people talking about comics and that's that's really why we do this show because we love talking about comics. We love the idea of comics. We love getting more people into comics and if, you're, if you meet that definition well that's probably why you're still listening to us right now so please do check that out. Remzo, any last Words. Let's make America read again, people. As always, I'm Remster W.
1: Martinez.
0: And I am the unseen Mark Claire Read comics. Change the world. Good night, America. Adios.